Hello and welcome to the Post-Up Podcast. This is Cyrus Rogers. I'm with Kaunda Chama. You are Postseason K. We know this. Um, we're back with another episode of the Post-Up Podcast. And things have heated up pretty nicely in the NBA in these playoffs. Kaunda, how are you, man? I'm great, man. Just uh, enjoying that great basketball. Plus, you know, sidebar, the WNBA is back. It is indeed. In I fact, am sport for choice. and I'm. It's been so good. And the BAL is just around the corner. Cyrus. <laughs> the basketball. It could be, as they say, a glut of basketball. Yep. Uh, but really, really great basketball happening all at the same time. Um, welcome to the, pos- uh, the, the podcast, uh, everybody. Make sure you interact with us on our social media handles, at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook. Um, you could also go to postupzone.com for all things NBA from an African perspective. And we'd like to thank our partners, Supersport.com, Betcoza, and The Podhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, these playoffs have been sensational. They've been bamboozling. They've been irritating. Um, there's anger. People are just whooping tricks. It's been nuts. It's been nuts. Counter. I mean, could you have asked for more when these playoffs started? Yes. I'd have asked for a better performance from the Lakers. That's what I'd have asked yeah. for. I said when the playoffs started, we already knew they were out. So you can't ask for something that just wouldn't <laughs> happen. But uh, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, as a Lakers fan, that's what you're hoping for. What I will say, though, is um, I'm just so happy with the way everything has gone in terms of the entertainment side of things. There's only one series up until this point as we record this where – you, you know, you, you really fancy one team over the other, if that makes any sense. So the Warriors yep. obviously had a terrible, terrible loss against the, the Memphis Grizzlies in their last game. And the Grizzlies are now, they've got two games, so they're, they're, they're behind 3-2. The Warriors up 3-2 and that. Um, but even then, we're not really expecting the Warriors to choke on that, are we? Uh, not really. Uh, Cyrus, like I said last week, although I was saying uh, it was possible that the Memphis Grizzlies could take one on the road, which they didn't. Yeah. Uh, these are the Golden State Warriors. This is Not Steph true. Curry. This is Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Jordan Poole has come into his own. I know last night they looked like the, they were the last season's Golden State Warriors, but uh, I think that was just a. I think it was a speed bump. Look, on their it, way it to, felt to like a gimme game to them, right? Like yeah. one of those where they're like, "Okay, look, let's win this at home." Uh, it's always dangerous to get into that position because you know you, you know if any time you take your eye off the ball you could get get punched in the mouth and and the and the Grizzlies did that. I think the Grizzlies also wanted to say, look, we are a team, we're a good team. In fact, we're a fantastic team despite John Morant not being there, and we're going to show you just how good at home. And I think that they they rode that. the The crazy thing for me is, you know, as, as humbling as this loss could be, yeah. the Warriors close out the game in the next one, and all of a sudden it's done. But anyway, we're getting we're, we're getting off course here. Um, I didn't actually uh, let the listeners know what we are talking about this week. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the playoffs and the teams in it. But one of the things that we're really focusing on here are a question. And the question is, are the superstar players in the playoffs in the different series showing up when it matters? Because I don't know if the majority of the majority of them are. And I think there's maybe a handful, like one or two, possibly three guys who really showed their star quality. Um, when they've needed it and when mm-hmm. their teams have needed it. So what what we can do is let's take this discussion series by series as we sort of recap what's happening in the series and also look at these star players specifically. And then from there, we're going to recap the NBA awards, uh, look at all the winners, um, how we did in terms of our predictions. I can, uh, spoiler alert, tell you it wasn't really great, but <laughs> we got a lot of picks right. We also got a lot wrong, but this is what we love about the NBA is that you never really know till you know, right, Kay? Yep, you never know till you know, but uh, I, I'm, I'm quite pleased with who got awards. I mean, I, I wouldn't say, oh, there was a major snub there or they made a wrong choice. I, I'm pretty content. There are okay. certain places where I wanted other people to win, but the people that won were deserving of. I, I get you. I get you. Um, and I think that's the thing is that, you know, you look at these awards, you're not really saying, yes, that was a total snub. You're saying... Yeah, you can see how certain people were snubbed or might perceive themselves to be snubbed. But anyway, we'll get into that. Let's go into our superstar talk here. And let's start with the Suns versus Mavericks series. Because Mm -hmm. I think we've got an indication as to one of the superstar players here. And we've elevated this guy into a superstar. We're not going to get into that debate again, okay, Kaunda? (laughs) We're calling people superstars here. Though we can actually have... In the uh, words of Uncle Phil. Yeah. We... (laughs) <laughs> we. Yes, it's the royal we, Kanda. Okay. It's the royal we. Okay. Um, so, 
in this series, you know, mm-hmm. we've got two players who stand up uh, like head and shoulders above the rest. And from a scoring perspective, you've got Devin Booker for them sons. He's averaging 26 points a game, 26.8 to be exact, um, as we record this. And then you've got Luka Doncic, mm-hmm. who's averaging 32 points a game. But the thing about Luka is that he's also averaging 9.6 rebounds and 7.4 assists. So close to a triple-double um, as he's pushed this Mavs team. Yeah, This series looked like it was dead and buried after two games because the Suns won those first two very comfortably. Yep, but that and was then, in the absence. Well, Luka was back. Yeah. Luka was back, but... He wasn't quite there yet. Yeah, you know, he, he, he wasn't Luca now. He yeah. was, you know, it's it's one of those things. So where you're saying he was more Luke Canard than Luca. Ooh, <laughs> the shade. No, you know, it's That's one of those me. situations where you and I, Cyrus, always say which version of a player we're going to see yeah. when they're back from injury. Yeah, so, that's true. So it was to me, I would say it was the absence of. Luca, one hundred percent. You know, it was probably Luca at ninety percent, and you know, yeah, and then still, building from there. Yeah. But now, what's interesting for me is, would you say? I mean, look, the Suns are up three two. They could close out the the, the series um, this evening as we record this, mm-hmm. um, and and the likelihood is that they they probably will do that in Dallas. Um, though Luca and the refs could really come to their rescue, um, because Chris Paul really did not have a good time in Dallas. They lost two trips down. No, I can't imagine he might have a, a better time now. But when we look at the superstar stuff, only for me, Luka Doncic has really showed up as a superstar in this series. Um, he's maintained his scoring. Yep. He's he's done everything else in terms of the rebounding and the passing. Whereas I haven't necessarily seen superstar status Devin Booker. And we definitely haven't seen superstar status um, Chris Paul. What are your thoughts on that? Look, first, uh, i got to agree with you with Luka Doncic. I mean, uh, after that injury, comes back, uh, finds his form, and, and he, he does what he does. Uh, I mean, first of all, he's one of the best guards in, in, in the league at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And he's a big guard as well. So yeah. th- that gives him rebounding advantages. Uh, assists just come with that European basketball that he plays mm-hmm. with, right? And, and the scoring he plays is the what game he does. so slow, hey? Like, yeah. at his pace. At his pace. You slow you down and you think he's moving in slow motion, but he's having his way. Uh, I don't think uh, the Mavs really have any other superstars on their roster. So let's no, no, there's right only one. But but when you look at it, this is uh, let's look at the converse here. I mean, like in game one of this 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 playoff series, mm-hmm. you had the Suns winning that game and and quite handily. But you then had Luka Doncic scoring 45 points, yep. and you're like, okay, wow. Yeah, I mean, Luka, what are you doing? And he's like, look, if I'm not doing it, nobody's doing it. He, he scores 35 points in game two. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you look at a game one, uh, Devin Booker scored, I think it was 30, uh, 26. He scores 30 in game two. Pretty yeah. good numbers for him. Um, Chris Paul scores 28 with eight assists in game two. And then it falls apart for Chris Paul in that series. Suddenly he's not looking like a superstar. He's just looking yeah. like, you know. Uh, Chris Paul, a star who can turn it on on occasion, but Luca's been the guy who's been, uh, you know, really pushing himself. So, do you think that? Do you agree that the Suns' superstars Booker and 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 Chris Paul have just not lived up to the superstar billing, or do you think they're just trying to play a better team game? I I, I go with a team game. That's exactly where I was going to go, Cyrus, because Luca has more to lift than uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker individually. Yeah, yeah. So so you know if you if you look at the roster and who's really uh, been performing on uh, on the maps. It's it's basically Luca. Yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie has been lukewarm. Finney Smith. They, they've had their moments. They've except for Dinwiddie hasn't really caught they've fire. They've had yet. their moments here and there, but consistency, Cyrus. It, yeah. it hasn't been there. But if you look at the Arsenal, that you know the the the, the Suns can dig into. It, it, it's not just Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Yeah, you, you can have a a, a a day when Mikhail Bridges just you know yeah takes off. You you, you can have. A day when campaign takes off, uh, yeah. Cameron Johnson takes off. So, you know, they've got more to, to, to go with. And if you go back to Luca by himself, but if you go to the Suns, you've got Chris Paul and you've got Devin Booker, so they can spread the load. And and, and DeAndre Ayton to and a D- certain extent. To yeah. a certain extent. So, he's he's so, more the star player, but not quite a superstar. Yeah. So, so Cyrus, for me, I think they're doing what they need to do. They also understand that uh, from last season, they've they got to pace themselves nicely. 
don't go out and uh, and you you know get spent at, at this level and then come the the, the conference finals you, you you don't have a leg to stand on so i think they're, they're trying to play it smart so would you say that do you think that devon book has been superstar status in this series um considering they're up three two um he's had at least one thirty point game one thirty five point game um i mean would you put him as a superstar and and performing as one look uh, depending on the circumstances i'll say yes he, okay. These games haven't been games that have called on him to score forty-two or forty-five or fifty. You know what I mean? Unlike Luca has, and like even on yeah, losing causes. You, you know what I mean? With, that's why I said Luca's got a more of a load to carry yeah. than than what uh, you know a Devin Booker or a Chris Paul has to carry. So mm. I, I think he's doing what needs to be done. You know he can do more. So I, th- I think to say has he been super starring? Look, he's been starring. Like, he's I, been starring. I, I can't staring. give. It, I can, I, yeah, he's been a staring. <laughs> I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't put that. So we're not quite super seeing superstar no. Devin Booker. He's not taking over games. But then you're also saying, you know, it's he doesn't the team dynamic, and, yeah. and and that's what they've they've built. Uh, and I agree with you. And and I think what's interesting though is that, you know, in certain games he needed to be a superstar and just didn't show up. Like when mm-hmm. Chris Paul just flamed out. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, games three and four, and game yeah. four in particular. Uh, you know, with the ejection and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you didn't see Devin Booker say, "Okay, fine, I'm grabbing this game by the scruff of its neck." But having said that. He's probably had more, I mean, he's had more 30-point games than Luca in the series, yep. but he's the only one who's had a 45-point game or a 40-point game. So I hear you there. Um, and, and I think I tend to agree with you in, on, on what you're saying. I, I think that Doncic has been the superstar. Mm-hmm. But then, having said that, he is the reason why this team is where it is because, frankly they just don't have a lot of, of star quality. No. Um, in fact, they've only got Luka Doncic, and then the, the rest of the guys just, they weigh in with stuff here and there. Yep. Let's keep it west, um, and we'll go to the Grizzlies versus Warriors series. And what's interesting for me, as we, we sort of also recap this, is you've got a Grizzlies team who have, I think, Ja Morant has been superstarring in this series. Absolutely. Undeniable, Cyrus. I mean, if you, even if you just look at the numbers, mm. uh, the, the, the presence on the floor, just, just it, it, even just his whole aura. You, you, you know Ja Morant is, yeah. ha, ha, has owned that spotlight when you look at the Memphis Grizzlies, and rightfully so. Yeah, he, definitely. He, 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 we, we will get into the accolades later. You know, he won an accolade this season. He won an accolade last season. He's been putting up impressive numbers. Mm. His dad has been there for all the games. You know, looking for the other dads. Has he met <laughs> Del Curry? He has. Yeah, yeah, he has. He has, he has met has, Del yeah. Curry. <laughs> so, no, you know. the, the father's union is in full effect. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad he's doing that because it, it's such great, you know, just fun banter and, you know, they're just going at it. But back to players, I think Jamarant, yes, has been superstarring Cyrus. No, definitely. I mean, you look at it and he scores, what, 34 points in game one. Mm-hmm. He scores 47 in game two. You and go. you're like, is anybody able to stop Jamarant? Well, apparently... <laughs> they Jordan can. Poole, you know. Yes. No, I'm not. I don't believe any of this Jordan Poole nonsense. Jordan Poole can pull a knee, but let's yeah. Keep going. Look, you 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 <laughs> stick to that. That's all good. I mean, 34. Uh, it was 35, 47, 34, mm-hmm. um, and those are not his his measurements. Those are his numbers. Yeah. Um, and John Morant has just been sensational. You know, he, I think this also is very similar to what you were talking about when we talked about the um, Suns versus Mavericks series, yeah. in the sense that. Ja Morant has to do this yep. in order to give the Grizzlies a chance to win. Mm-hmm. Though they do have great pieces around him. Yep. Uh, and Jaron Jackson Jr. can also weigh in that first game. He was just sensational, scored 30-plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Warriors won that game. Yep. Whereas you look at the Warriors, and Steph hasn't had to do a, a monster game. He hasn't had to drop 40 points in a game to get the Warriors over the line. Mm-mm. But him, Clay, Jordan Poole, they've generally weighed in with enough points yeah. to make this... Um, series one where the Warriors are like, look, we might have lost that last game and pretty convincingly, I mean, 134 to 95 is ridiculous. It's embarrassing. Yeah, like sub 100 for the Warriors. But it's embarrassing. Look, when, when those threes are just not... They're, they're, you you know, can't score and the other guys can't stop scoring. So, it, yeah, it, it, you know, that that makes for a horrible, horrible reading. But then they'll, they'll probably go, oh yeah, you remember that time we lost game four? Um, anyway, that was great. I mean, we're here in the conference finals now. There you, know? you go. And, and I think that's what the Warriors will look at is they'll say, we're still up in this series. It was a horrible loss away. We haven't had Steve Kerr on the bench because of um, health and safety protocols. So, you know, we just got to keep going. And I think they'll, they'll look at it and say, we're going to go to Chase Center. It's going to be rowdy. Will this Grizzlies team keep us 
at bay in that game, uh, that that closeout game five. I don't know, Kaunda. I, I do don't know. Th- that, uh, do you think... Was that game six? Do you think the Grizzlies can keep the Warriors at bay in the bay? In the bay. Nah. You, you know, and, and this is the thing, you know. The, they, 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 they had two chances and didn't. One thing I do love about this, right? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously that game five, really the Grizzlies were just, they were really, really great. People were scoring from all over the court. Yep. People who hadn't scored this series. But when they go back to Chase Center, the Warriors will look at what Clay's form looked like in game five. Yeah. And be like, you know what? If, if Clay is playing that well away, I think he might have finally played himself into some kind of form. Mm-hmm. And, and if Clay stays that hot and the rest of the guys join him, and they get better on defense. I mean, goodness, that's been the the, the critical thing here. Yeah. Then the Warriors should close this out. And I think that, you know, to go to the, the superstar thing, I think the superstars in Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, they haven't necessarily been superstarring in this series. They've been uh, staring, starring, <laughs> but they haven't had to because the team dynamic has worked really well. Okay, Cyrus, as a Warriors fan, I need to ask yeah. you this. I must ask you this question. Awesome. Do you think... It's a lack of Steve Kerr thing here. Um, hmm, interesting. Do you mean in terms of the last loss, or yes. do you mean no? I think I, Did they I don't turn into the San Francisco Warriors overnight. <laughs> or Sacramento. Or, or Sacramento <laughs> Warriors overnight. No, I don't think so. I think I think this happens with the Warriors on occasion, uh, having been watching them for a long time, that they kind of switch off. You know, mm. like they could close out this game, and they're like, "Well, we could, but we could just win it at home." And that actually even happened with KD um, yeah. in one of the, the the final series where they could have won in Cleveland and they were like, mm. it, it kind of looked like they were okay with losing. I'm not saying they gave up on the game. Mm. I think they were just kind of okay with losing. Where they're like, you know what? Do we need to exert ourselves here in Memphis? It's not the greatest. Let's go home. Okay. And I think that's what I got from it. But then it could just have been Memphis were really up for it. The Warriors were, were frustrated and then... They just couldn't hit shots. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, that's that's just my opinion. <laughs> so um, we've had those two series that we've spoken about. Um, the next one to look at, we're going east, Calendar. We're going east. To the east, my brother, to the Let's east. Let's look at the number one seed in the east, the Miami Heat, taking on the number four seed, 76ers, mm-hmm. Philadelphia 76ers. This series is really interesting for me because, you know, that also, much like the Warriors, mm-hmm. The 76ers looked horrible, absolutely horrible in that game five. Mm-hmm. I mean, to lose like 120 to 85, that's also embarrassing. Hectically embarrassing, Cyrus. Now, I, I want to ask you something because mm-hmm. we, we, we've been going back and forth about, you know, when Jason Tatum uh, is, he, is he not a superstar. Besides Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. Would you call anybody else on the Heat a superstar? So even then, I don't know if I'd call Kyle Lowry a superstar right now. Okay. I think he's become a star because of his age. He's not quite been at that level. Okay. And he was a superstar, definitely. And there's always been this debate, right? And and this is where we get into it. How many superstars are in this series, right, from both teams? From both teams. Well, uh, obviously, the uh, on the Sixers, we've got the two obvious. We've got Embiid yeah. and, and we've got Harden, right? Yeah. And But when you go to the Miami Heat, mm-hmm. if you ask me, I would say uh, Kyle Lowry, to me, is still a superstar in my head okay, because of his past achievement. Yeah. I, I know he, he hasn't been present in yeah. his, Injuries uh, and his all sorts, tenure, yeah. so I can't really overjudge him. Jimmy Butler, to me, is beginning to show me that I should respect superstar him status. as a superstar. And, and this is the thing, though, right? Because that's why I asked the question, how many superstars are there in this series? Mm-hmm. Is the sense that I would count Jimmy Butler as a superstar. Yeah. Current playoff version of Jimmy Butler is definitely a superstar. But he doesn't always show it. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing, is that in the regular season, he looks like a star a player. Star, yeah. You know, somebody who can really lift the team when they need him, but he's not necessarily going out there and dropping 50, 60, 70, you know. Mm-mm. That's just not his game. But in the playoffs, he's when, when they've needed him, goodness gracious me, Jimmy Butler has showed up. Yep. And, and I think, conversely, you haven't necessarily seen that from James Harden, or Joel Embiid and James and, and James Harden has been playing all of the games. Yeah. Joel Embiid only came back in game 3. Yep. Um and, and changed everything around. Yeah, and and uh, his reintroduction showed just how good he is. But this is the crazy thing. Do you think that Joel Embiid has been playing like a superstar or do you think perhaps the injuries have hampered him? Cyrus uh Embiid 
from the tip off of the 2021-2022 season mm -hmm. has been playing like a superstar. Yeah. There is no Philly. There, there is no Sixers without Joel Embiid Cyrus. He, yeah. he has been literally the big man carrying the Sixers on his shoulder. The, the times when... Uh, you know, he's been through the Ben Simmons debacle, yada, yeah. yada, yada, trades. You know, uh, he even lost the big man in uh, Andre Drummond, who yeah. ended up at the Nets. So Only to know. get back. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but then he, gets, Jordan. Th 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 then he gets DeAndre Jordan. But <laughs> anyway, moving right along. Harden joins the Sixers, and Harden is not hardening. So what does <laughs> <laughs> pause? Yeah. Hey, what, 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 what does what does Embiid have to do? Continue carrying the team. I mean, yeah. look, let's talk about Game Four a little bit. James Harden did remind us that you know he is he, a superstar. He, he, he is a superstar Former MVP and, and does catch fire when he needs to, or mm. sometimes. But Cyrus, uh, back to your question. Embiid has been superstarring. He Cyrus but in this series. That's the thing. I'm talking about well, the, the three was, games he that he's injured, played. Though. But in the three games that he's played, because this is the thing. Yeah. We're not saying, has he been injured? We're asking, has he been a superstar? And, if, and if, I don't if, know if, if that's, if your if that's team, true. If your team is struggling yeah. the first two games while you're absent, right? Mm -hmm. And then you come back and you help them get a convincing win. Cyrus, what, in the words of one Tyrese Gibson, what more do you want from him? Well, I mean, this is the thing that if he's if he's contributing to wins, then yeah. maybe. But let's look at the numbers though, and this is the thing is that maybe the numbers don't tell the whole truth, the whole story, and that's what you're saying is that right. Joel Embiid comes back in Game Three, and um, you know the thing about it is that he looks at who he is, and he says, "Look, I got to be out there grabbing rebounds, scoring points." He comes back, he scores 18 points. So you look at this and you say, "Okay, that's a good to bad or possibly average Joel Embiid game." That's game three. Yeah. You then look at, at game four, and, you know, he, it's not like he's out there shooting the lights out, but he's he's had a better game, 24 points, 11 uh -huh. rebounds. So his his impact on the game and his impact on the team has been pretty good. Now, we've said that Jimmy Butler has been starring mm -hmm. in this team, but then I look at the numbers again, and I look at Jimmy Butler's numbers, and I'm like, okay, the first two Heat wins were pretty impressive. Yeah. But he scored 15 points in game one. Uh, you know, he averaged, I think it was something like 20-odd points in game two. So he hasn't really gone above and beyond. But mm -hmm. in game three and four, where the, the Heat were really needing somebody to, to give them a lift, he scores 33 points in game three. And then in game four, he scores uh, the, the eye-popping. And this is the reason why we brought it up, the eye-popping 40-pointer. And you're like, okay, Jimmy Butler is that guy. Yeah, and, 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 and I think sometimes when, I, well, most times, when a team is struggling, they call on their superstar to come and save them or their star. Yeah. But I think this time around, I must give Jimmy uh, props and say he's been superstarring. I know kind of low scoring first game, but 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 he's come back to yeah. show that, look, I, I'm chasing that superstar status. And, and in essence, it's it's the timing of those buckets yep. and how he gets them. Because, you know, he's he's hit contested shots. Mm -hmm. He's he's scored on the big guys in in the big moments and and managed to swing games in the right direction for his team. Yep. So if we take that into consideration, then we've got to say, yeah, Jimmy Butler is a superstar. Now I'll ask this then. Mm -hmm. Is he the only superstar in this series? Because you've been talking about Joel Embiid. And saying, yeah, Joel Embiid's impact um, makes him a superstar in this series. Do you stand by that? Like he's yeah. he's been superstarring in the playoffs. Yep. Okay. Look. I, I, according to me, I don't think James Harden has been superstarring. No, and of course, Kyle Lowry has been injured. So I'd say that there's been one on each side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can agree with that. And and I guess we're also looking at the whole playoffs because yep. you know, like the 76ers in the in, in the first round playing the Raptors, Joel Embiid was it was he was toying with the guys. Yeah, you know, it was kind of like it, uh, it, it, it was a no contest. Some pickup really. games that they went to. <laughs> <laughs> some pickup games. Enough, enough respect to the Toronto Raptors. You know, I like the Raptors. Yeah, no, most def. I, I know that. I know that. So let's carry on this debate as we, we recap some of these other series. Um, you've got Milwaukee Bucks uh, facing the uh, Boston Celtics. And yes, sir. This is potentially, and we talked about this in the last podcast, you know, the playoff series to watch. It could be the conference finals, just how good it's been and the way that guys have been performing. But do you think that the superstars in this game have been doing it? And and I guess this is the question then. 
who are the superstars? Because in this series, there are two superstars f- uh, for me. Look, um, let's let's name them. Um, Jason Tatum, yeah, has been playing at a level where he is now beginning to make me lean into anointing him a superstar. Maybe at the end of this uh, postseason, um, and 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 I think he he has been that. Uh, that leader, de facto young leader at the Celtics, mm-hmm. and 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 he he's been impressive. I mean, he has he's been playing very well. Um, Jalen Brown now and then. Al Horford has been that X factor for them. Funny enough, I always expected that Marcus Smart would be that X factor. Yeah, but this time around, uh, Al Horford has been like, remember my name. Yeah, remember yeah. my name. There's only two letters in my first name. Yes, Al. And then uh, Cyrus, I, I must say. Let me just be honest. Jason Tatum yeah. has stepped up to superstardom. He, he he's getting there and he's been playing like he is a superstar. What a difference a, a week makes! No, I'm not <laughs> but, calling him a superstar but, yet. No, no, no. You just said he stepped up to superstar status. He's stepping up. To, no, no, no. He's stepping up to superstardom. So, so, so he you're saying he's yet, on the periphery? Yes, I haven't anointed him yet. I know I will when the time is right. Okay. I don't rush crowns. Okay. I don't rush crowns, but he he's been playing like you know, like you better remember my name, you better recognize me. I believe I, I belong in that nightclub, the superstar nightclub. Oh yeah, the the one that uh, Nick Wright was talking about. Yes, he, he he's playing like you know, I I I deserve you know, I've got issues with that club myself. You know, if <laughs> if, if Devin Booker was left outside, but let, let let's move right along. It is what it is. And then right. on the Bucks side, I, I I think the Bucks they've got one. It's it's all. Giannis. Yeah, they've it's got, they've got one bona fide superstar, and I think he's been superstarring. I mean, there's been games where he, he's kind of like fallen short a little bit, but and and this is what's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you talk about those games. So game one, um, the Bucks they they lose. To, well, the game one they uh, they beat the the Celtics, mm-hmm. um, one hundred one to eighty nine. Giannis scores twenty four points, grabs thirteen rebounds and twelve assists. His Second triple double triple of the double, postseason boom. ever of, of any postseason. Then you go to game two, and the Celtics win that one, uh, 109.86, and Giannis scores 28 points, a little bit better from a scoring perspective, but has fewer rebounds and fewer assists, nine rebounds, seven assists. Mm-hmm. And then you go to game four, or game three in Milwaukee, and that's where the Bucks win by two, 103 to 101. Giannis goes absolutely berserk. Drops forty-two points, yep. grabs twelve rebounds, and has eight assists. And that's when you know this two is a, this shy is, of a triple double. Uh, this guy, the superstar status, is it's bona fide, and he is lifting this entire team. They are missing, you know, one of their other star players in Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton, yeah. And so he's picked up the slack. Mm-hmm. Whereas in some of these other series, you're not necessarily seeing that because you know you look at at, at game four uh, that the Bucks lost as well, uh, one sixteen to the Celtics, one eight to the Bucks, and you've got Tatum and and uh, Horford score thirty points each. Yana still outscores them with thirty four points. You know he's eighteen rebounds. I mean the man is just a monster. He was just all over the place and. You know the most recent game, Game Five, the Bucks win by three points, one ten to one hundred seven. What happens again there, Kaunda? Giannis to the rescue. You got Giannis. Giannis drops forty points, grabs eleven rebounds, has three assists. So, for me, and and Giannis has been the reason why we actually even sort of started this debate was I think he's been the only one who's really superstarred mm-hmm. throughout the entire playoffs, apart from maybe Luka Doncic, though. Giannis has managed to get his team, will his team, to to series leads, yeah, um, and win games um, late on, and that's been really, really interesting. Look, uh, Giannis is Giannising. I know I, yeah. I, that's becoming a cliche coming out of my mouth now, but he he he's getting there, bloody eyes and all. Yeah, no, he'll you know, go you, for you, it. You injure him, you elbow him. He he he's going up there, and and Cyrus, I, I, I think. To me, he, he's just reminding us why he was in the MVP discussion. Yeah, why he won Finals MVP last season, why he let he could lead the Bucks to a championship last season, mm. why he was been a back to back MVP. You know, I mean, all uh, of those things. 
Sometimes I feel like it's Yanis's world and we just live in it. Well, it is right now. That's for damn sure. <laughs> and, and Boston feel that. And they've been trying everything in their power to make sure that they stop it being his world. But he just keeps reminding them. And what's interesting for me, especially about this series, because there's so many different narratives. You know, you've got the, 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 the highly um, physical play between the teams. Mm-hmm. It hasn't really mm-hmm. uh, gotten any... Like there's been no bad blood about it, really. You know, no. the guys have just sort of been minorly irritated by each other and and really going at it. So it's very competitive. Look, if Marcus Smart and Yanis were attempting to pick each other off the hardwood, <laughs> I think that's sportsmanship. Yeah, it, it in a way, Yanis got frustrated because yeah. it wasn't clicking. But and, and, at least and, they and tried. not just that, they tried. Yanis was watching down the court, so he actually gave up on trying to get the guy's hand when he saw that the Celtics scored on that play. Ah, so yes. that's one of the things that, that, that happened. Nobody really talked about that because they were just like, oh, he's just playing games with Marcus Smart. Mm. But he was basically keeping an eye on what was happening down the court. So it was the frustration yeah. of losing a, 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 a you know, giving away sport, a bucket. Yeah. Them. Exactly. Exactly. That's how Giannis is so focused on winning mm-hmm. um, that I don't think he'd be playing these games. And and even when he says, yeah, he was just lying there thinking about his next dad joke. You know, <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll crack those jokes. But the thing is, I think Giannis is so focused on making sure that his team wins games. And, and that's what was happening. So let's go through these series again, just so we give our, our indication. We've spoken about who the superstars have been. We've spoken about who has been showing up as a superstar yep. in, in the NBA postseason in the second, in the second round. But Phoenix versus uh, Dallas. Do you think that the Dallas Mavericks have a way back in this? Because that this series seems to have gone with home form, where the, the Suns win the two at home. They lose the two away because the Mavericks win the two at home. Yep. They then win game three at home. They're now traveling to Dallas again. It could be that the, the Mavericks tied this up, and then we got a game seven in, in, in Phoenix. What do you think um, is most likely to happen? I think as long as nobody messes with Chris Paul's mom, yeah, or any other member of his family. Uh, it's all she wrote, Cyrus. I think I think the Suns are going to Dallas. They're going to take one in Dallas, and then we're moving right along. That's interesting. I mean, look, I, I can't say that I disagree with you because I think that's potentially where it's going. Um, what I will say though is that this Dallas Mavericks team has surprised me this this in this series. Mm. Uh, you know, after the their their terrible performances in Game One and Two, I didn't think yeah. that they had it in them to really get going again, and they did. They pulled it out the fire, evened up the series. Yes, they lost um, and fairly fairly big in in Phoenix in Game Five. Yeah, but here we are. You know, with Game Six happening and and i think the mavericks will be like let's lean on luca and see what happens and maybe the likes of dorian finney smith maybe this is the spencer dinwiddie game you know where he finally shows up and scores some points because Jalen uh, brunson uh, can score let's see if we can get the uh, spencer din winner yeah let's see let's okay. see so you're saying phoenix i'm saying phoenix and i think we're both fe- feeling that yeah phoenix i'm feeling will like phoenix we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. put this one to a close yeah c- close out the series game yeah. four um and then oh sorry game six and make it a four two lead um Warriors versus Memphis Grizzlies. Do you think the same thing? Like that Warriors, the Warriors will just shake off that loss and be like, yep, next round is what we're, we've got our eyes on. Yeah, I think at, at a certain point here, I mean, that, that, that's the Golden State Warriors. At a certain point, they, were, they just took their foot off the, the, the pedal and were like, okay, okay. Uh, this is a gimme game. Let the, let the, 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 the Grizzlies take it. Uh, but next time we, we, we meet up, especially if it's in our, on our home court, mm. uh, we're wiping the floor with them and we're moving right along as well. And, and let's see, because I, I mean, I am of the same belief as you, mm-hmm. but there is a, I've got a sneaking feeling that, that this Grizzlies team, look at this and say, we've got nothing to lose. These guys have been trying to take us out and we showed how good we are mm. in that game five. Let's show them how hard it's going to be in Game Six because they've they've this series has been pretty close. I mean, you've just got the 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 one Warriors win that was a, a massive massive win for them, and then you've got um, the, this Memphis win where you know they really really wiped the floor with the Warriors. So I, I look at those and I'm and I'm like, there isn't much between these teams bar those games where you know the the, the scoring difference was was massive. Um, look, you you make a good point, Cyrus, but still, you know, and. Funny enough, in the regular season, the Grizzlies did perform well even without yeah, Jamarant. Yeah. And then Jamarant gets injured and then they put up this performance, right? But yeah. somehow, some way, I, I just feel that, you know, the, the Golden State Warriors are going to be like, look, we, we. They've got another level to rise we, we, to. Let's get to that next level. Let, let, let's, let's put this series behind us and look forward to the next one. Okay. I, I think that's what's going to happen. So you think, I mean, do you think maybe they also took their eyes off the prize a little bit in this game, in the last game, and said, you know what? We, we'll just roll up and, and just hit our shots and go home. And then they were like, oh, wait, hang on. These guys are here to fight. Yep. 
Okay, I mean, and that's exactly I, how I saw that game. Yeah, it 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 came across that way. You know, yep. there there wasn't a lot of effort and and, and no. what have you. And and I, I can agree with you there. Um, and I also think that the Warriors should win Game Six and and win this series and and take a four two lead and move on to the next uh, round, which is the conference finals. And we're saying Suns Warriors. I think one of us had that on our bracket. I can't say it was you. No, <laughs> I had. Uh, I can't yeah. even remember who I had. You had. I think it, it was wasn't the Suns Warriors. No, I, I think you I had, had the, the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I had Nuggets. Nuggets Suns. Um, a lot of faith in the MVP, but we'll talk about him just now. Um, <laughs> so we go east uh, to close out this. Uh, you know, the, I mean, it's great that all of these series are three-two, right? Yep. Um, because it could go either way. Um, game six, uh, somebody wins on the road. And then we've got tie series and a game seven coming up. Um, and I mean, they could all go seven. They yep. don't all feel like they will, as we mentioned with those first two games. Nah. But uh, Heat versus Sixes, do you think that uh, that Philly could do what, what the da- Dallas has done? And maybe Dallas does this again and says, you know, uh, like we said, they win game six and then it's, you know, it's all even. Um, do you think the 76ers have what it takes to, to, to level things? I have faith in the 76ers, Cyrus. Okay. I actually picked the 76ers making it to the conference finals. So yes, you I am not going to give up on my uh, Philly squad. I think uh, Embiid is going to perform as Embiid does, and I think James Harden once again might, uh, you know, erupt. Look, I, I can I can see that that could possibly happen. I've picked the Heat to win this series. I picked them right at the beginning of the playoffs, and, um, and, and I'll stick by that. I think that the Heat have got a better team around them and the the crazy thing for me is looking at some of the other players that just haven't necessarily pitched up at all mm-hmm. he's never been a scoring player but he's his defense has always been the thing and this is matisse tybel yeah and and tybel's just not been there and to the point where philly fans have been booing him mm-hmm. um it's crazy it's absolutely crazy and he's never i don't think he'd ever have uh, you know had to experience anything like that before because frankly he's done what's what the teams needed but the teams needed more than just him running around waving his hands um, and and that's been one of the the, the critical things for them. Um, I think that the Heat close this out in game uh, in game six. I think they're going to go through and 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 it'll be a, a four two win. Mm. I mean, it's possible this goes seven, and then you know you got a Miami game seven, LeBron era Heat. D- uh, doesn't that ring some bells? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, it's possible, and and Miami maybe the stadium will finally get full. Yeah, maybe it will be. It will get white hot <laughs> after <laughs> well, a long time. Miami Heat, white hot. I saw what you did there. And then Milwaukee winning that game on the road um, and to snatch home court again um, and go three two up against the Celtics. This this is the one where the home team, the highest seed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you look at it, this and the Warriors is where the lowest seed has actually managed to get home court. Yeah. Um, and and I think Milwaukee in this one for me, this that that game uh, winning game five in Boston was the killer blow. I think Milwaukee they they're clearly better at home, mm-hmm. um, even though they they lost their last home game. Um, and I think they'll be l- very very focused. We might see a different Milwaukee come out in that one and, and close it out. I think they're going to close out that one, and it's going to end four two in the series to to the Bucks as opposed to. Boston winning on the road again and then forcing a game seven. Uh, as much as I've been impressed with Boston's fighting spirit, yeah, uh, I think Cyrus, uh, this is the one where Milwaukee are like, uh, yeah, thanks for coming to the party. We love your shade of green, but uh, we got things to do. Yeah, we, we've got grass green. <laughs> yeah, we've got emerald green. Yeah, and we, we we've got a championship to chase yeah. once again. So yeah, I'm with you, Cyrus. I think uh, it, it's a Bucks win. Look, and obviously, we, you know, we, we always put a bit of a proviso around this by saying we will definitely be wrong in a lot of these contests. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I think that, that I think we've picked them not necessarily, you know, with, with, with heart, but with head. Because, you know, just looking at the numbers, who's playing, how well they've played, this, this looks like in all of these series, I think our picks have been, you know, pretty much, yeah, we can see how it can pan out that way. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, maybe yours might be more hot with Philly uh, than, than mine with, with Miami. You know, though. But, um, yeah, I, I think the Bucks have just been uh, really, really great. And the, the thing for me is, as good as the Celtics have been in slowing down Giannis, yeah. they've not really been able to stop Giannis. And that's been the critical thing. And I think this is the kind of game, he seems to raise his game and close out games. Mm-hmm. 50 points in the finals last season, it goes to show you. 
So uh, and yeah, that, that was a game six, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. So, so Bucks, Bucks fans, they've been here before. <laughs> they've been here before. In fact, they've won a game seven against the Nets last year, yep. uh, last season. So you know the pressure they've they've handled this. This Boston Celtics team hasn't had to face many closeout games in its career. No, but not really. yeah, we'll we'll leave those series as they are, and we'll come back to that uh, and and the conference finals. So just to recap. We've said Suns to beat the um, the Mavericks. They go through the conference finals in the West. Yep. Warriors to beat the Grizzlies. Yep. And they go to face the Suns in the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Then you've said the Philadelphia 76ers to win the next two games. Yes. Right? And beat the Miami Heat. Make uh-huh. it to the Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid has never been to the Conference Finals. And then the Milwaukee Bucks to beat the Boston Celtics. And then the Bucks uh, go to face the Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's what you're saying. I'm that, saying that's my East Bucks, bracket. Bucks to face the Heat, and that aggro that came up in the bubble shows itself again <laughs> in this particular Eastern Conference Finals. Um, that's been great. Let's let's recap this awards season as we close out the podcast this week. Mm. Now, Counter, we generally have been pretty good with our picks for who was going to win the awards and. Where do we where do we start? Do you want to start with the Defensive Player of the Year award? Do you want to start with the Rookie of the Year? Uh, let, 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 let's start with the youngest guy in the room, the Rookie of the rookie Year. Rookie of the Year. Uh, um, I mean, and that that award won by Toronto, Scotty Barnes. My pick, uh, pretty much from from early on in the season, I just thought he was sensational when I watched him. Um, though Evan Mobley was as good. Yeah, I, 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 I actually thought uh, Mobley would take it. But, uh, but injuries towards the end of the season yep. and what have you, and, and Barnes's team making it quite high up into the standings mm-hmm, and all of mm-hmm. that. You know, I, I think Scotty Barnes is a, a deserved Rookie of the Year. But I'm not really. mad at Scotty Barnes. Great no, player. You wouldn't Great be. talent. Great talent. I L- think Looks uh, like a great guy as well. Yeah. yeah, I would invite him to a barbecue. I mean, you know, you'd have to make sure there's no alcohol for him. You probably can drink in Canada. I think the drinking age is 18 much like the rest of the world, as opposed to 21 in the U.S., <laughs> what are you doing, America? But anyway, um, do we want to talk about Executive of the Year? Uh, we might as well. They've given the award out, so it's, yep. it's, it's at least worth looking at. Um, Who, no, wait. We don't have that one yet. We don't have that one yet. We, I think <laughs> we got Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year, we got, we, we got uh, Monty Williams yeah. from and the I, Phoenix Suns. Look, it's, it's interesting because some people feel that um, – Taylor Jenkins from the Memphis Grizzlies was a bit snubbed here because the mm-hmm. Grizzlies were just sensational. Yeah. They finished as the number two seed in the West. Yep. Incredible achievement, especially when they've missed their superstar player in John Morant a couple of times mm-hmm. uh, for stretches in the season. And he's done well. But then Monty Williams was the one that people said was snubbed last season yep. when he didn't win it. Um, and he's won it this year. And I think well-deserved. I mean, the Suns have been consistent. They're the number one seed in the West. Um, Cyrus to to come back, you know, when people thought, yeah, last season was fluky, yeah. blah blah blah, and, and they're back again to say, no, it wasn't. We yeah. we actually are this good, and I, and I, and I think coaching plays a big part of that. And yeah, uh, definitely, big shout out to Monty Williams, no, well deserved, really really well deserved. I'm really happy with him winning that award. Um, and let's see, this could be the year that they go on to win it all. But uh, they've got a Giannis or Joel Embiid or Jimmy Butler styled. Uh, opposition on the to, other to, side to, to look, you know, to look, uh, you know, to look out for. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it could it could go anyway. So, you know, I mean, or Jason Tatum. I mean, they could come back in that series. Yeah, so you never you know. know. The Suns will look at what's happening in the East and think, bring it on. Um, the next one is the Most Improved Player Award, and this was a bit controversial though because you know, obviously, you had the winner being Ja Morant. And yeah. I mean, if you put him in that category, he's going to win it. It's yeah. like if you put Denzel Washington in your best supporting actor actor <laughs> category. You know, his chances are chances pretty high. Chances are pretty high of him you winning. Know, him Oscar and, uh, winning yeah. <laughs> Denzel Washington. Yeah, you know, that's exactly it. So it's one of those where Ja Morant, I mean, he was, once he, he was the, the person that was in the most improved player award category, it was like, right. You know, it's a no-brainer. And, 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 and he, 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 has, he did play now, exceptionally jump, well. Yeah, in the regular season. I mean, we had a great rookie of the year, Ja Morant. Then you look at Ja Morant now, mm-hmm. you're like, wow. He's just, you know, he's turned Special. it up another notch. And I think he still has another level, level that to, he can yeah. go to. Look, definitely there's areas of his game he can work on mm. and, and get better at. And, you know, nobody's ever won most improved twice. I don't think he's going to. I think not yet. And much like <laughs> what like LeBron James was saying, you know, it feels like he shouldn't even have been in this award category because he was more in the running for MVP at one point. Yeah. And and so that that, that does muddy the waters. And and shout out to some of the guys who were really well touted, you know, the likes of Jordan Poole, mm-hmm. um, who were really, really great. Um, who else were the other candidates for for most improved that people liked? 
because um, um, you had Poole, you had uh, like Desmond Bain was one of those people. Oh were yeah, because I remember about. There, there was uh, a teammate who who was Desmond Bain, right? Yeah. Um, so you had Desmond Bain, um, you know, and and you look at these guys. I mean, Jordan Poole potentially should have been the guy that that actually, um, if if Ja Morant wasn't in this. Um, maybe he was the so, one. That so, do you reckon the likes of? Uh, I, I like Dejounte Murray. Yeah, me yeah, too. From I San Antonio, actually, picked, I, think. I picked Dejounte Murray um, when I was making my bets on Betcoza. I thought, look, he had great odds, and people. I mean, it was a first-time All-Star. You also had Darius Garland. Mm-hmm. Darius Garland. I was about to go there and say that 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 boy was doing stuff in Cleveland yeah. that I loved. I was like, he was so yes. good. Uh, and uh, you know, Tyrese Maxey, uh, yeah, had a bit but, of a jump. It was really good, but n- maybe not as much as the other guys. No, and no, I think no. that's what what's really stood out for 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 you know. The, I mean, the eventual winner being John Morant, yeah. but then also these other guys. I mean, you know, Darius Garland, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and a host of those other guys. They they really just stepped up their game, and and I loved watching them grow this season. Yep. Uh, the next one was a no brainer, sixth man of the year. Um, I mean, that was always going to be Tyler Hero. And it was the best move that the Heat made was to drop him to the bench and make him come off the bench Mm -hmm. because he's just been shooting lights out, scoring points when they needed him to, and he's continued to do it even the postseason. So would you say he was head and shoulders above the likes of Kevin Love and Cam Johnson? Yeah. For real? Yeah, without without question. It was great. Kevin Love had a great season Mm -hmm, coming mm -hmm. off the bench, and he spoke about it. And he he said, give me my accolades. you got to show love to love. (laughs) <laughs> because he 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 really had been yeah. pretty pretty good, but when I look at Tyler Hero coming off that bench, and I think of how he gave them a scoring punch and made sure the Heat never dropped off. Mm. I mean, he's a starter who's actually starting on the bench, and and being able to sort of take that in and say, right, this is the role I'm gonna have. There's been great sixth men of the year in the past, Jamal Crawford. Um, Lou. Lou Lou Williams. Yeah, you know uh, these guys are the guys he can look to and say. I can start and probably should start. But if I come off the bench, I'm going to make them know that I'm the best off the bench. And he's done it. And Cam Johnson from Phoenix? just as, I like uh, him. I like him. But I, I just don't know if he – Do you, would you put him ahead of Tyler Hero? And no, not, not at the moment. I, I, I was just putting it there so that we could see who else we could compare to that. Yeah. It's just Kevin Love and Cam Johnson are the only two other that, that contenders really that, sort I, of stand out, that I yeah. thought stood out and, for me. And at, at some point, Jordan Poole. And then there was that point mm. where Steph Curry was coming off the bench after his injury in the postseason. No, and people no, were like, no, man, no, Steph no. Curry could be the best sixth man of the year. No, but no, 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 no. You can't make no, a back-to-back of course, of course. MVP. Of course, it's just a joke. It's just a joke, Kyle. Geez, <laughs> we're not going to bench LeBron, okay? <laughs> Don't even try to bench Steph, because you hear from me. <laughs> so then you got the defensive player of the year being Marcus Smart. And that yeah. was also kind of contentious as well. Why? Because there's a lot of people who said, was he really the best defender in the NBA this season? He was definitely the best defensive guard, no question about it. And I like the pick. I think that Marcus Smart uh, was a good selection as the defensive player of the year. But then look at the other guys like Mikael Bridges, who was really, really good. Um, and and Smart was head and shoulders in the voting. 37 first, uh, first uh, place po- uh, votes mm-hmm. versus 18 second place votes, as opposed to Mikael Bridges, who was 22 first place votes. And then you had Rudy Gobert, who will perennially be on this awards list. Absolutely, yeah. Um, he came in third in the voting. Uh, but Marcus Smart was a good pick, uh, and I'm not going to hate on it. Nah, I thought it was a great pick, especially the fact that he, he was a guard. It, it, it was mm. good to see uh, Gary Payton, who who was the previous yep. guard to, to to get that accolade also many years ago, you know, presented to him in, yeah, in Boston. Yeah, beautiful, like, beautiful moment. You know, guard to guard, uh, you, you know, uh, he, he he should be because Gary Payton's got a son who they call the Mitten. I think I, I don't know what should what should we call uh, Marcus Smart then. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I really don't even know. But, but anyway, Marcus Smart, I, I love his defensive uh, prowess. Yeah. I think I think he's he was a great choice, and I, I, Look, I have no good choice there. I think there are some people who are still a bit salty about it, but I like the choice. I think Marcus Smart deserved it, um, even though he's kind of been showed out a little bit by Drew Holiday in this in this postseason series in the second round. Uh, but then it's one of those things where it's a regular season award. He was yep. the best defender in the regular season. Let him have it. Absolutely. Then we have the big one being the MVP. And and you got Nikola Jokic going back to back. Um, he was really, really great. Not my pick uh, for, to win this award. And that's really just because I wanted Joel Embiid to win this thing. I was I was all in on Joel Embiid winning the, the MVP, first African player to, uh, to, to win the scoring title. 
Um, yep. You know, th- there's a lot that he had going for him, and he he played a heck of a lot of the season without any real help mm-hmm. with Ben Simmons out. But and then, and Cyrus, for me, sorry to just jump yeah, in yeah. like that. It was that this is one of the seasons where Joel was relatively uninjured. You, you know, yeah, he was very yeah, healthy. Yeah. He played a lot of game time, and I was so happy for him. And that even helped him get that scoring title. And I thought, this is Joel's time. Yeah, but, exactly. But but let's give it up to Jokic. No, we have to. Jokic. We have to. He's, <laughs> he's just so good. And, he and, is a and great the, player. The postseason would have been completely different if he'd had his supporting cost there in terms yeah. of Jamal Murray and, and Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. fit. Uh, because them with Aaron Gordon is a great um, you know, group he of was four a great players. Pickup. Um, but for, but but just Gordon and, and and Nikola Jokic was just never going to be enough. No. But when you look at it, and, and Embiid said this, and he was he was kind of salty. He congratulated Nikola Jokic. He said, yeah. "Look, well deserved." But the narrative changed on me, and I think that's also one of the things where when James Harden got to the Sixers, everyone's like, "Now nah, there's another star there." Joel Embiid doesn't have to be playing as hard, and so everyone is looking at, at Jokic and saying the numbers were great, the analytics were great, mm. and he's doing it on his own. Yeah. And he goes and gets 65 first-place votes compared to Joel Embiid's getting 26. But then you had, obviously, more people thought Embiid was the second-best uh, yep. player. And, and you know, it, it was just crazy. But it's one of those where Nikola Jokic, when you look at it, you know, He's just, he's been so good, Kaunda. I mm-hmm. mean, I've hated on him with some buddies. Uh, shout out Tate Makurumidze, uh, who's <laughs> in Denver right now. He's like, yo, coach, to win MVP. I was like, I always pick Africans. He goes, what? I said, yes, of course. But um, the thing is, Jokic deserves it. Played really well. Yep. Um, and has gone back to back. Um, the second one to do it uh, since, uh, Steph, since Curry, Steph Curry. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, maybe if Joel has a similar season next season, um, but I doubt he'll have to work as hard, especially with him coming back from facial fractures and torn ligaments and fingers and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens last se- uh, next season. But uh, congratulations to Nikola Jokic. And um, well-deserved. I think, you know, he's definitely one of those... Um, I think when you look at Jokic, he's going to go down as one of the greatest players to have ever played the center position yep. with his skill set. Absolutely. Um, he doesn't necessarily have to to body anybody. And that's what uh, Embiid has, has, has really gone into. But Embiid has also showed he's got a great skill set, can hit the three, yep. can, can can spoon on you, can do all sorts. So we're, we're in a fantastic era of big men here with, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo mm-hmm. finishing that in third in the voting. Yep. Because Giannis could potentially have been the MVP again this season. Um, if and he was in the running for defensive player yeah, of the year yeah. as well. Yeah, you know how Giannis Unreal does. that guy. <laughs> Unreal. But we've come to the end of the show, everybody. Calendar, thank you so much, man. Uh, you know this, this show is always made by the fact that you are who you are. Absolutely, and you are also who you are, Thank and you, that is buddy. why I show up every week. You see, this is a love fest right here in the Post <laughs> Podcast. I think there was a little too much animosity last episode with Jason Tatum. Don't get between us, Jason Tatum. Uh, but thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, please interact with us on our social media handles, at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook. You could also go to www. All the W's. Uh, postupzone.com for all things NBA from an African perspective. Thank you to our partners, supersport.com, uh, Bet Koza, and the Pod House. Counter, uh, we'll see you next time. See you in seven, my brother. And thank you, everybody, for taking the time to listen and for getting in touch. Stay tuned for more post up excellence next week. We'll catch you courtside. Mm-hmm.